made it sound like this is such a, an amazing question that's going to be so uh, insightful, impactful. It's not really. It's if, not really if that. Mikey, clear, if this is not the best question I've ever heard, I am hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the H Dog Pod with your host Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Hey, welcome to episode fifty-nine, the Aaron Curry edition of the podcast. Who was he? Only one of the biggest Seattle Seahawks draft busts of all time. Selected fourth overall in 2009, he was considered to be one of the best linebackers in a long, long time. A super safe pick, can't miss prospect, perhaps even in the running to be the first overall pick. Turns out Curry was absolutely brutal, playing only 30 games in Seattle. He lost his job early when Pete Carroll took over for the previous regime that had drafted Curry. The Hawks shipped Curry to the Raiders for a bag of footballs. He was out of the league after just four seasons. Lesson learned, draft picks don't always equate to studs, which I discussed in my last pod with my good friend Peter Panay. There are no sure things in the NFL draft, or for any draft for that matter. What's also not a sure thing, Segway, is having a normal experience going to a doctor's office. The other day I had such a bizarre experience when I went for a routine blood work checkup. I showed up and I was third in line, not bad. The people behind me started saying they had appointments that were after mine, at which point I spoke up and said, uh, I was there before them. Uh, then all hell lo- broke loose. One sweet older lady had to be rejected because she didn't have an appointment, so there was a lot of consternation, good word, with that. An older man got so mad at the security guard who was letting people in, and I honestly thought he was going to go on a crazy tirade uh, towards her. That was like, oh boy. My appointment was at 2.55. One guy showed up and said that he was the, uh, there for a 3.45 appointment, he then proceeded to ask the security woman several times when he could be seen. She kept saying, 3.45, when your appointment is. He kept asking and asking. People were getting livid. I guess he didn't know what time it actually was, like at the, at the present time, like at 3 o'clock or something like that. Very, very strange. I finally get in the office. The dude beside me strikes up a conversation, starts railing on about social distancing and saying it should be called physical distancing. I assumed he was like a COVID uh, truther, but I think his point was that we weren't two meters apart. I, I don't know. I wasn't sort of checked out of the conversation. I was like, well, boy, what's going on here? Because then he was like, oh, yeah, the hospitals, they love this COVID stuff because it gets them money and all this. I was like, oh, okay. I just, uh, I don't want to be involved in this conversation. Then out of absolutely, absolutely nowhere, out of the blue, two ladies were arguing like crazy. One said, I look like Ryan Reynolds. The other said, I look like Ryan Gosling. It was absolute mayhem, total madness. Oh, oh, oh I guess that part wasn't, uh, I guess uh, that part wasn't true. <laughs> Truthfully, it did take me quite a while to be seen. Finally, I was sent to room two. Only problem, there was already someone in room two. Then I get in and I, I go like, oh, how many needles are, you know, uh, need to be uh, administered here today? And the nurse didn't really say much. She was sort of grunting some words. And I was like, uh, okay. Then she asked, uh, what vein of mine is better? I was like, uh, <laughs> I have no clue what vein of mine is better. What are we talking about? I've asked this about to a lot of people afterwards. They're like, uh, yeah, everyone knows which vein of theirs is better. Is that really a thing? Well, I guess it is because everyone's told me that. I had no idea. I was like, uh, that, I don't think that's normal, but apparently it is. That's really weird to me. After I was done, and only after I was done, they asked me, hey, have you, uh, have you fasted? Why would you ask me that after I've taken the blood work? That was super bizarre. Then I had to pay 12 bucks randomly. I'm not entirely sure why, but whatever. It's only 12 bucks. Then that dude who was complaining about wanting to be seen earlier I actually got seen 40 minutes late, which is not a big deal. You expect that out of hospitals. The guy who was complaining that, um, when am I going to be seen? When am I going to be seen? Actually got seen 10 minutes before his appointment. So cool, I guess, on that one. Just a super bizarre experience. I almost felt like it was like the, the, the Joe Schmo show or something. The people were just going to be like, ha, 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 it's all a joke. 
But uh, it wasn't. It was very, very bizarre. Anyway, I digress. Enough about all that nonsense. Let's get to my guest, a very, very funny man. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Okay, now welcome on Corey Birch. He's a stand-up comedian and host of Good News Toronto Show at Comedy Bar in, shockingly, Toronto. Very happy to have him on so we could uh, all laugh. No pressure, Corey. Uh, welcome to the H-Dog Pod. <laughs> Thanks for having me, my friend. Glad yeah, to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're on. Uh, do you ever feel that pressure, by the way, uh, once people uh, know what you do, uh, to be the funny guy in the group? Yeah, I mean, sometimes people will tell me something like, uh, you're the funniest person I know, and then I just feel the pressure to make sure that they never meet anybody else ever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I, uh, I can only imagine... Uh, well, Larry David has said that before in interviews, like when he's golfing with people, he's just like, you know, everyone just expects me to be on all the time as this, you know, su- super funny guy. Eh, to be honest with you, I, 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 I don't really care. <laughs> Oh, the passable Larry David impression. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, I love him so so much. I can't wait for the new season yeah. to uh, to to get going. Uh, who do you? Uh, who are you? Uh, hopefully, you love Larry David. Who are you, some of your uh, comedic um, sort of role models? Yeah, no, I mean, like Larry David is uh, great, uh, but yeah, my my style of comedy more leans towards news type jokes uh so i was a huge fan of like uh john stewart back in the day he's uh yeah such a such a has such a high spot in my like pantheon of comedic uh legends and then uh like colbert as well i like the old colbert not so like he's he's still good now but i preferred when he played a character um uh, it was just so ridiculous because people didn't know that he was playing a character and just really like would embarrass themselves and reveal their truths and stuff like that. I haven't, uh, I haven't watched the Colbert or any late night TV in at least a decade. So, so what, so what oh. was he like before versus now that he's on CBS? So he obviously just, he's just himself now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause on, uh, when he was on comedy central at like, uh, 11 or whatever, cause now he's, I guess more, more primetime spot. Uh, but he would play like a conservative pundit and then have, uh, those folks on, and just you know, make a make a fool of them. But now, yeah, he's just basically himself, and yeah, and so it's it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I used to love the David Letterman was uh, my favorite back in the day. Uh, you know, way staying up way too late because I should have been asleep before school or whatever. Or, you know, for school the next day. Uh, are you a letter Letterman or Leno guy? Oh, <laughs> who the hell's a Leno guy? That guy. Phew. <laughs> Such a weasel. Such a. Uh, you guys see this one? You see this one here? <laughs> would show the audience just a newspaper clipping with a funny thing highlighted. Oh, yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't know. When I ever uh, asked that question, I, I thought when you said, uh, "I'm like, oh no, don't tell me you're a Leno guy." I really thought that, that that's where you're going with that, and I was like, "Oh crap." <laughs> yeah, it also. I mean, uh, I've had a hate on strongly for him since the the whole Conan stuff went down. Because uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Conan as well. He's also just such a such a fun goofball idiot, and that's that's like the style of comedy that I, I really really lean into as well. Like I just love being stupid for the sake of being stupid. <laughs> and like Conan was like I think I mean Letterman did it uh, quite a bit as well, but I think Conan took it to that next level of just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, Conan was always great to me. Uh, uh, him and uh, Craig Kilborn, actually, back in the day. Did you ever watch him? Uh, he, I don't know what he's doing now. I haven't he- or heard his or, or seen him in forever. 
Craig Kilborn, yeah. but he was always after Letterman, and then he just sort of disappeared, didn't he? Yeah, he he uh, took over the Daily Show. Uh, he was he was the guy that was doing it before John Stewart, actually. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what he's up to these days. I, I don't have his number, despite <laughs> me asking for it. Oh, damn, yeah, he <laughs> doesn't doesn't return my calls. <laughs> I'm glad you returned yeah. my call for this because otherwise <laughs> that would have been um, unfortunate not to be able to talk to you. I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm fascinated how you got sorry how you got into comedy. Like, how, when did you know that you wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and what did you sort of do to get to, to that level? Yeah, so I. Um... I don't know. I, I, I guess the, the, the short answer is I, I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of, you know, uh, if I could do something else, I would. And I, I advise that to other folks that are pursuing it and like, oh, but I'm also uh, like a doctor, like somebody like Ken Jeong, for example, who mm-hmm. was a doctor. And he's like, nah, you know what? I'm going to do this instead. But yeah, like it, it's, it's one of the, the only things I do. Uh, but I started uh, taking it more seriously, uh, I guess, probably about a decade ago. I um, I started doing uh, class and stuff like that with the, the Second City, a pretty pretty famous institution here in, in Toronto. They've also obviously got one in Chicago, the original one. Uh, and like, so there I was taking improv classes and stand-up classes and stuff like that, just to kind of learn. Because I mean, as a kid, I, I grew up, watching those old reruns of just for laughs i don't know if, if you were the same way i watched some of them yep definitely yeah because like those, I, I mean my tv is just always uh ooh, welcome welcome <laughs> yeah but just popped up the joe schmo show disc uh, just popped up in my thing i don't know why i haven't watched the joe schmo <laughs> forever by the way quick tangent on that have you ever watched the joe schmo show back in the day uh, it, it was almost like that was speaking to me there <laughs> i i think i i might have seen it but i i i don't recall much about it at all (laughs) so it was on spike tv in the early 2000s so yeah it was the first season was a one real guy thinking he was on like a reality show and um actually um kristen wig was on the joe schmo show season one as dr pat the quack this is before she became really big so she was on there um i was named lance hornsby i think his name was uh, was hutch the asshole he's been in um uh it's always sunny in philadelphia as rickety cricket so they actually had like uh, as it turned out some pretty interesting actors and then season two, they try to fool two people, but they thought they were on like a bachelor, bachelorette type of show or whatever. That season had okay. Jonathan Torrens on there, and he was absolutely amazing. But it was just basically yeah. just screwing with people and making them do these ludicrous games, and uh, yeah, essentially just making fun of them. <laughs> One of the the original like reality TV shows, like almost like meta reality TV. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like you know, the, I think it was Joe Millionaire and those types of shows or whatever. But yeah, it's so mm-hmm. funny that 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 disc popped up somehow randomly on my computer just as yours uh, saying your story. I I, I interrupted. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think okay. I was talking about yeah, Second City and, and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, was taking classes there, and then like I said, part of the reason was because I was watching those uh, old Just for Laughs clips on on uh the comedy network they would always come up and uh i don't know <laughs> there was a few times when i was like very young and very i don't know stupid still am stupid uh <laughs> but and i'd be like oh i see what this guy's doing i could do that too uh and then yeah i found out about second city uh and then started taking classes there and then it yeah it just kind of i just never stopped <laughs> 
Do you find you like doing uh, uh, improv the most, uh, or do you uh, sort of like having a set, uh, you know, uh, list of things you uh, want to talk about? Um, I mean, it truly, uh, I love I love all of them. They're all so very different. Uh, Stand up is great because you're up there and uh, like all the jokes you get, you earn them yourself, and it, it's like. The result of the the work and thought and time that you put into building a set uh which is always so fun and and stuff like that but also uh, the downside to that is that if you get no laughs or no response <laughs> all that work and time and effort uh and it's just you up there so the only person to blame for the lack of response is you <laughs> i was just but, gonna ask uh, that yeah i was just gonna ask that yeah have you ever bombed uh pretty hard and your and uh how how like obviously it wasn't good but uh, how did you recover from that? Like, did you ever go, oh, my God. Like, I'm sure you're probably harder on yourself than I, as I am for the work I do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, have you ever, have you ever um, bombed pretty hard? And you're like, oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, f- funny story. One of, one of the first big gigs I got was uh, I did the 40-year anniversary of the Hard Rock Cafe in Toronto, uh, which is now a Shoppers Drug Mart, which is just great. What a great decision that was. <laughs> Because what do we need more of? Shoppers drug markets. Yeah, really. Are they a sponsor? Are they a sponsor on the show? Uh, uh, no, Rexall is. Rexall is the sponsor of this. Uh, so, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, Screw yeah. shoppers so, drug marts, you know? Yeah, but Rexall's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love them. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so I was doing the 40th uh, anniversary show for them. Uh, but there's this funny thing about uh, doing comedy because they had obviously uh, like bands playing on the show as well. Uh, here's, here's the thing that you might not know, uh, being an audience member, an audience, they don't mind if, uh, music opens for a comedy show. That's fine. You know, mm-hmm. but if it's the other way around and you're a stand up comic opening for rock, they could not give less of a shoot out you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was just, it was brutal. Cause uh, it's like, a, it's like a rock crowd. Uh, and, you know, you go up there and you're like, I mean, I was also hosting. So it was half wrangling, half, you know, uh, telling jokes. But people are just everybody's there for the rock show. And I, I can appreciate that. I get that. <laughs> you didn't realize that there was going to be somebody trying to do jokes uh, up here. <laughs> but but I, I, would, I, would, I don't know if I'm at a rock show. Obviously, I'm never at them, really. But I'd be like, this is sweet. A comedy show. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah uh i i don't know it, it was it was i don't know i i can't fault them because like if you're there to see a band and then some idiots up there doing his like hot five and you're like i don't i don't care about you and in your little set uh so yeah that that didn't go great it was still fun though i like i i wouldn't have not done it like it's it's still good for the experience and you know but yeah, so that was probably the, the, the biggest bomb that I had. <laughs> well, you say like, uh, you know, uh, you know, people are there for the band, but then they, they have comedy and they're probably like, oh, what's going on? That's always my biggest gripe about, and I always love to rant about this, but the Super Bowl, it makes no sense to me, to me as a diehard football fan. Imagine going to a, a concert and in the middle of the concert, a football game breaks out for 15 minutes. You'd be like, <laughs> what in the living hell is happening right now? But that's why I hate the Super Bowl. It's a freaking football. It's the championship game for your uh, NFL season. And then a stupid uh, musicians play for 20 minutes. It's so dumb. <laughs> I hate it so much. I think, I think it's just so that for the Super Bowl, it's like that thing of they want to get as many eyes on it as possible, right? So they're like, well, 
the people that will not be watching for the football will be watching for who was it this year? Oh, the weekend, uh, which was that was it looked like a, a fever dream of a set that he did. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I've maybe in my uh, 35 years on this uh, on this uh, beautiful earth, I've probably watched a collect- uh, collectively like two minutes total of a halftime show uh, of all of the Super Bowls. So yeah, I, was I one of the minutes. That. One of the minutes was with uh, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. I'm assuming <laughs> that's definitely one where. Uh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, maybe like one minute and fifty nine seconds of that was that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's always for me. It's like okay, a uh, twenty minute break and do whatever you know. Uh, but yeah, I understand obviously why they would have the uh, halftime show and the, and the commercials are cool because I, lo- I love commercials as well. But yeah, no, uh, I never, <laughs> I never quite understood that one. Like you just said, I love commercials. Ah, yeah, the commercials for the Super Bowl are pretty good. You don't like you don't like them? <laughs> yeah, they're fine. But it's just a weird thing to take a, a stance on. I love commercials. I love <laughs> I love watching them. You know, yeah. You know when I get home after work after a long day, I just throw on the TV and just fast forward right to the commercial. <laughs> well, if you, if you're gonna ask me uh, of, of the Super Bowl, other uh, the other nonsense other than the football game that's going on, uh, yeah, I would take yeah. the commercials out of over the music a hundred times out of a hundred <laughs> easily. No no questions asked. On that one. Yeah, they usually do put on some good ones. And and to be fair, uh, as an actor myself too, yeah, commercial work is is the majority of the thing that pays the bills, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, so who, who are some of the sort of the coolest people you've met, uh, during her, uh, all, the uh, all the work you've done? <laughs> the coolest people, uh, I haven't met the Fonz yet. Uh, he's probably the coolest person hey. out there, right? Is that, is that still, the kids still know who that is? Uh, your, your primary demographic is uh, people in their late eighties, right? Is that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, that, uh, right? that one. I, I said the A's. So I still got that one. Uh, that one's still <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the repertoire. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I've done uh, some some. I mean, background work on on a few movies like that. I did uh, some work on Scott Pilgrim versus the World with uh, Michael Sarah, mm-hmm. which was that came out like so long ago now, but that was uh, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I can't really think of anybody who have done stuff live with David Keckner uh, from uh, Anchorman. Oh yeah, was yeah. At, yep. Yeah, he was at Comedy Bar, like Camp uh, Champ Kind. He he's at Comedy Bar, one of the nights of the Good News. Uh, so that that's fun. But yeah, he was doing his own thing. So I was like, "Do you want to do a set?" And he's like, and, "No, man." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ever like uh, sort of starstruck or whatever like, when you saw him? Where you're like, "Oh man, that's pretty cool," or, or is it just like, "Ah, whatever." It's uh, just another, another fellow comedian. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 hard to to not be starstruck, but at the same time, I think from their perspective, if you come with that like fanboy fangirl energy. Uh, like they just are like very put off and like they put on their like their guard. So if you approach them just as like a fellow comic, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, man. What are you doing? Oh, great. That sounds fun. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I've met uh, from a big brother reality show that I like. I met years ago a couple of when I was uh, attempting to be on that show some previous contestants, and I figured obviously everybody is going to be talking to them about, about Big Brother. Same thing for when yeah. I met my boy John Daly, a golfer. Obviously, everyone's yeah, going to yeah. be talking about golf. But instead of yeah. talking to them about their, their specific thing that they're known for, I talked to them about football or something like that. Because I was like, you know what? I would imagine, obviously, I'm not famous, sad, that I would imagine <laughs> uh, if someone would, uh, I would be appreciate someone talking to me about something other than the, the clear thing that uh, I'm known for. That's what I would think anyway. Yeah, yeah, totally. Instead, uh, instead of fan, uh, fanboying all over them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's a weird world. I mean, unfortunately, through the last uh, year, we haven't been able to be live uh, where that kind of interaction can really happen. Yeah. So yeah, what have uh, what have you been doing for this, with the good news uh, during the last year? Obviously, some uh, online stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So good news, Toronto, the show that I host. It's like the the news parody show, as you know. Um, yeah. It, luckily, uh, it. it works pretty well for an online format just because we do like kind of like the headline type jokes like they do on Saturday Night Live, like the, the weekend update style, or as I was mentioning before, like the daily show. So like that, that stuff works very, very well. Uh, it's, it's tough because uh, you don't hear the laughs and stuff like that, but um, we've, we've adapted in, in our own way. So we're doing them all online. We uh, do them over zoom which is, uh, it's interesting. It's fun. Uh, and also it's, it's like a monthly show. Uh, so that's pretty, pretty exciting. Like at, at the end of every month, like we just kind of do like a, uh, a monthly wrap up of what happened that month, uh, for the people. But, uh, in terms of the zoom room, it's cool because we have, uh, the actual, uh, like audience in the room with us. We, we stream it on other platforms as well, like to Facebook and stuff like that. But there's like audience members in the Zoom with us, uh, and we like sometimes we'll have them like come up on the quote unquote stage and like interact with us and, and do that kind of thing. So it's been it's been cool. That, that, that sounds pretty sweet, no doubt about that. Uh, How did you get involved in uh, uh, in Good News Toronto? Like, did you have to audition for that? Like, what was the process? Because you're the the main host of that. That's uh, obviously amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's been eight years of it and uh it's it's a show that i actually started with a a friend of mine so we've been doing it for eight years um but yeah so i I just figured that there was no real uh like news parody show in toronto at least not a live one uh i mean there's always been this hour has 22 minutes uh and there was uh royal canadian air force for a long time but in terms of like Toronto centric, there wasn't really one, especially eight years ago. Now there's uh, a few. Uh, there's like Because News on CBC, and there's the Beaverton as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but though, none of those have that kind of <laughs> raw energy that Good News have. It's we kind of like fly on the seat of our pants. Like literally up until showtime, we are rewriting and editing and stuff like that. Because as you know, the news <laughs> keeps changing. That is the nature of it. <laughs> If like a news story breaks on on the day, you're like, okay, we have to talk about this because we're like a quote unquote news show. Even though we're like a comedic news show, it's kind of like the elephant in the room. If you don't address it, it's like, well, then how how news is this show? <laughs> well, we were uh, yeah. talking about earlier about you know uh, times where you may maybe uh, bombed or where you're like, oh no, I didn't do so well there. But what's the uh, to the contrary of that? What's the feeling of just nailing a joke where everyone goes crazy and laughs? Yeah, yeah. I think the the last time I I got something like that was probably the last uh, live show we got to do uh, in the before times. We did uh, we did Sketchfest, uh, which is actually it's been a year since, so it's it's happening now again all online this year. But yeah, last year we did the the seven year anniversary of the show uh, at Comedy Bar, so which was nice to do that at home. Uh, our quote-unquote home, <laughs> which is Comedy Bar, a uh, great venue. I can't wait to go back. But, um, yeah, we did we did our seven-year anniversary there, and just it was so much fun because just the audience was, like, it was, a, like, 
oversold out show. Uh, so potentially a, a fire hazard, <laughs> but yeah, people were just loving it. And, uh, I was rereading the scripts, uh, for it to, to work on some stuff for this year's, uh, submission for Sketchfest, And I was like, Oh, this, this was good. It was like a hot show. And just like the audience at the end of it, just like going nuts. It was a, it was a good note to end on <laughs> in yeah. terms of live performance. I can imagine the adrenaline on that, on that. Yeah, for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, unbelievably, I'd never, until going to your show, actually, you your show remains the only one comedy scene or bar I've been to in Toronto, which is kind of crazy because I love uh, comedy shows and stuff like that. But I still remember <laughs> where the first time uh, our friend Mark uh, was like, hey, do you want to go to the comedy bar uh, this weekend? I'm like, sweet, yeah, that'd be cool. I've never uh, been there. That'd be awesome. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. So I said, what's it called? He's like, ah, oh, the comedy bar. <laughs> and I remember just being like, okay, yeah, but no, like, I'm trying to Google, like, what's it called though? That's that tripped yeah. me up. It's actually called the comedy bar. So uh, that, that one, yeah, uh, that, one, that that one tricked me for a little while. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Like Gary, the owner, like it's such a smart smart name for it because it's just literally, you know what you get. Because I mean, <laughs> going back to the the previous talk about uh, bombing at places, like I, I've done not only stand-up but also like sketch sketch comedy where you like write like saturday night live style sketches and, and perform them and i used to do that kind of thing and stand-up and improv and stuff like that but at like just dive bars uh, and like there's one called uh the blue moon and it was like i think uh really far east on on Bloor, Danforth. This is for your international audience. This is nothing, but um, and like it was just like a it was like a, a real divey bar, and we were grateful for the stage time. But at the same time, the majority of the people at that bar were just there to drink. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like, similar to the people at the the rock show, you can't really fault them for not loving your hot takes on the the current events that are happening. They're just like boo, and like are just being like completely oblivious to what you're doing i think so. you're, you're set up for such success though like if people are having drinks and they have some some laughs what what wouldn't they want more than that like it's just i think uh yeah apply some people with uh, a few drinks responsibly of course and uh yeah, uh, yeah i think you're set up set up really well there you mentioned the international uh audience i, I find this really interesting i looked at the um, uh, the statistics uh for these episodes um on soundcloud mm-hmm. and uh I'm. I don't know why. And if anyone uh, who's from there, please let me know. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, is other than Toronto, the second uh, biggest by far, the second biggest city uh, that I have a following in. I have no idea how. No clue. No, I don't know anybody there at all. So I'm like, okay, I, I would love to know that. That's, that's such a bizarre one. Columbus, rock Ohio. on the range, baby. That's what happens there. Rock on the range. <laughs> They have, a, oh. they have a big rock show in Columbus, Ohio. That's that's about all I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they have the, they have the Blue Jackets. And yep. that's a bit, I don't really know a whole lot myself either in that one. Yeah. Going back to comedy bar, like comedy bar is such a, like just the naming of it, as you were saying, it's mm. like, what is it called? What is it called? But it just makes so much sense because when people go in there, they're not going to a bar or, uh, you know, a restaurant or a coffee shop or, uh, a hard rock cafe and, uh, just get like kind of, assaulted by comedy that they weren't expecting like if you go right. into a place called comedy bar you're going there for comedy yeah that's... right so it's it, it's it's very nice that way and we do get like a lot of walk-in traffic of people off the street or whatever that like know the venue or see the venue and they're like oh this place looks good this is like, 
this is where they do comedy. Great. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Uh, it is definitely now that I know it is a, it is a, it's a brilliant name uh, for it. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. How competitive is the comedy scene with uh, fellow comedians? Uh, is everyone uh, pretty much supporting each other or some people that you're just like, eh, I can do without that person. <laughs> I mean, it, it all depends on uh, scene. Cause like in, in Toronto, there's uh, three pretty distinct comedy scenes there's like stand-up there's improv and there's sketch comedy uh and i mean stand-up i guess is the most quote-unquote competitive uh there are definitely some some ne'er-do-wells if you will in that scene but then there's also some really really great people are doing incredible stuff uh but yeah uh and then with improv i think it's uh, a bit more of a supportive thing because like i was saying about stand up before it's you alone on there whereas with improv it's an entire group of people mm-hmm. uh and it's it's very uh, incestuous in terms of like who you perform with and stuff like that because there's often like a uh, jam show so you could be doing an improv scene with somebody you've never done one be- with before and that kind of thing and then yeah sketch is kind of like the the redheaded stepchild of it all it's kind of like a, a merging of the two ideas like you're performing with a group uh, and then, but also you could have written the scene. So the, whether it goes well, kind of lands on you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, there, so there's some competition I would say, but, um, I don't know. I, I try not to, to get involved in that kind of drama. I just like to go up there and have fun and, you know, do my thing. <laughs> no, that's uh that's, that's a good idea. I just saw this question uh, just now. Uh, Brad. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I had a, a start with that way. I mean, it sound like this is such a, an amazing question that's going to be so uh, insightful, impactful. It's not really, it's if, not really if that Mikey, good, actually. If this is not the best question I've ever heard, I am hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's like a, a comedy show or movie, but uh, I, I know more certainly of comedy shows uh, on yeah. TV that you're like, I don't understand why everyone loves this one, why it's just so damn funny to people. I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, uh, Big Bang Theory, I think, is the one that immediately comes to my head. <laughs> Are you a fan of that? I watched the first, I think, three seasons or so. I love uh, okay. binge-watching half-hour comedies. I've crushed the first four seasons of Superstore here the last month or so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just That's love Laura, Lauren Ash. Yes, yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she's uh, from yeah. was Kingston or Toronto? Where she, she's, I know she's Canadian. Yeah, yeah she's Canadian, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she was, like, big into the, the Second City scene while she was in Toronto, but now she's... Moves on to bigger and better things. I'm just very happy to see that kind of success for No, no her. way. And then Mark McKinney, uh, Glenn on there, he's also Canadian, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wow, that's, that's always yeah. cool to see Canadians doing well, you know? Yeah, totally. But as yeah. for Big Big Bang Theory, yeah, I watched it three seasons or so because, like, like I said, I get into a show, I love to binge watch the, the half-hour comedies. Sure. I thought it was pretty good, but, yeah, I definitely never understood the huge hype. I Also, because obviously yeah. Sheldon's taller than um, Leonard, I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. noticed this. It drove me crazy. What's his name? Johnny Galecki? Is that his? I think that's his real name. Galecki, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, would, he would always be looking up at uh, Sheldon, and it would be like he'd be speaking, and his uh, chin would be like in the air every single time, like crazy. It would drive me nuts whenever I'd see it. Yeah. It's just like, what do you, what do you do? You just like, uh, I, obviously this is a, a, an audio podcast, not a video, a video one. Yeah, yeah. So you can't see what I'm trying to, but it's just like, he, he, cause he's, is looking up in the air. It's just like it, oh, the way he'd talk. I don't know. I never, never particularly loved that one. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I would say. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I never under like, it's, 
I don't know. It, it's pretty formulaic. I guess most comedies are formulaic to a certain extent, but like just they just would always hit the same notes and stuff like that. And we're just, I don't know, maybe not the most creative uh, writing and stuff like that. They just relied on like, this guy is a nerd. Isn't that funny? Right. And like, uh, <laughs> and like the, like knock, 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 penny, knock, 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 penny. It's like, yep. okay, we, it's a gimmick and we, we, we see through it. Yeah. Uh, well, the things like that, they should do it like uh, occasionally or something, you know, to where you know, it's a callback to it. Like for example, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is, pretty well it is my favorite comedy show like maybe Mm -hmm. maybe once a season larry will have the stare down with the music that plays and it's like hey that's cool that he does it like once a season instead of like doing it over and over and over so i I would agree with that for sure i really liked the office and stuff like that's that's pretty a generic answer i think everybody pretty universally likes that show it's a pretty easy watch did you ever watch Uh, the uk version of the office yeah yeah it's it's different and, and i enjoy it too uh, my partner Sarah, she's uh, she's not as into it. It's maybe a bit too dry for her, but I love it. Oh it's, yeah, I, I watched that originally with Ricky Gervais, uh, and then watched the American mm-hmm. one. I only watched me again four or five seasons. Most comedy shows, I always drift off at some point. Modern Family, yeah. I watched like maybe four seasons of or something around then, and then I just sort of drifted yeah. off. Uh, that went like what eleven seasons or twelve seasons? I was like, holy crap, that's nuts for a comedy <laughs> show. It's it's wild. Yeah, I guess like just the the watching habits of people have, have changed so drastically uh, since the invention of TiVo. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. uh, again, I'm, I'm playing to your uh, 80 plus year old crowd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which there are many. Perhaps they're they're in Columbus. I don't know. Maybe yeah, yeah, uh, that, maybe they're the ones in Columbus. That's where they are. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, I think just people, especially in the in the pandemic now, uh, people are just watching like shows like crazy, just gobbling them up. Like we we got through all of The Office, uh, and yeah, we're getting through Parks and Recreation right now, which is also very very stupid, very fun. Yeah, I want to get into that show. Uh, I've heard good things, and finally, it's on Netflix. I know years ago I went to uh, to watch it on there, and it wasn't on there, so. Uh, but yeah, I, I always find when it, it, used, it didn't used to be on Netflix, but it would be on like Crave or something. And then I always find it funny when people are like, yeah, I have like Disney Plus and I have Crave and I have Netflix and I have Amazon Prime. It's like you basically should just have cable at that point. You know, it's like, yeah, it, it, I don't understand that. It's like, oh, I don't have cable. And people love to brag about that, by the way. They love that. Oh, I don't have cable. Like there's some sort of yeah. like cool person. But then, like yeah. I said, they mentioned those six things that they have. It's like it's actually you're, you're probably paying more than if you're just just uh, get cable. Yeah, truly, it's it's wild. Like when the all these things started coming out, I was like, we're eventually going to have to pay more than we do for cable. So I don't understand the reasoning behind all of them. Because yeah, now there's like I guess Paramount Plus as well, and like Hulu and uh, just like uh, Flim Flam and Jim Jam. It, it does it. It's just so many. I've never things. heard of some of these. That's uh, that sounds wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Flim Flam is real for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll get you get out of here on a couple uh, last things here. Uh, whenever you are oh, yeah. doing a set, uh, what is your favorite uh, go-to joke uh, that you're like, okay, maybe perhaps things aren't going as well, or you want to get things uh, off to a hot start? What's your favorite uh, go-to joke? Do you have one? <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a that's a, a wild. I don't. I don't necessarily have a, a go-to joke. I would say, um, yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Uh, well, fair enough. Of course. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an, an answer for sure. 
<laughs> I ask the tough questions on this podcast, you know. I know, no, because like I mean, with with good news, especially, because uh, yeah, it's it's more about like what is happening in the news uh, right now, uh, what's happening, and what's what are people talking about. Uh, yeah, in terms of like I don't know, in, in stand up, it's like you want to craft it. Uh, like usually, it's between five ten minutes, depending. Uh, you want to just craft that to like, what is this show? And, and then what jokes go within that type of realm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, but yeah, there's not really a go-to, like not, not really a knock-knock joke. <laughs> or anything. I have a, I have a couple that one uh, I heard from my mom. I've said this on, the, on this podcast a few times. One that yeah. I heard from her years ago, I died laughing. I'll tell you. And the other one is my original one at my uncle's wedding. And I want to see, I, mm-hmm. I grade them out of 10, obviously yeah. shockingly 10 yeah. being the best and one being the worst. Yeah. So this is the one from my mom that she told me years ago that uh, I'd never heard of, which was, your teeth are like the stars. They come out at night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Get it? False teeth? (laughs) So funny. So out of 10, would you say that was a 10 out of 10? I literally died laughing for that for days upon days. I don't know why. It just caught my funny bone, and I could not stop laughing. Is Sorry, the joke, they come out at, is that, is that one, a very innocent joke or a very dirty joke? I can't wrap it's, my uh, head around it. Essentially, uh, you're, you're, you have dentures. Uh, your, your teeth are uh, like the stars that come out at night. Uh, okay. I was thinking tooth fairy and then uh, X-rated. Uh, I would love to know uh, what, what your thought, what, what X-rated uh, joke <laughs> you, did you think it was there? I'm, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I, I guess it. Uh, I, I maybe misheard or, or wrote it in my own head of like, your teeth get come on at night. Uh, but that's, that's uh, it'd be very strange if your mother told you that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I heard that joke. I don't know why I just died laughing over that one. And then the other one was I was at my uh, uncle's wedding a couple of years ago. And so him and my aunt asked me to, to uh, make a toast to everyone. And yes. uh, I didn't know hardly anybody that was at this uh, wedding. Maybe I knew like mm-hmm. my, my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and that, that was it. So I was yes. a little bit nervous. So I, I go up there and I'm definitely no chef. I definitely am not someone that is very good at with uh, uh, anything to do with food related. I'm, I'm the microwave is my friend. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So yes. the joke was I, I opened this up and it was met with uh, some chuckles and mostly crickets. I said, yeah, I'm here in front of you guys all today. I'm very, very honored to uh, my uncle and my aunt wanted to uh, uh, have me uh, give a toast. Uh, but I got to be honest with you. I was like, toast? I, I don't even know how to make bread. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's thank, fun. Thank you for your courtesy uh, laughter on that one. Yeah, no, no. That was a, that was a good one. Uh <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I thought of a few, uh, not necessarily go-to jokes, but like like street joke, joke jokes that uh, I've I've uh, created or wrote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is this is based on a true story. Um, I was at the uh, Eaton Center, uh, and I I witnessed a. This is a few years ago, uh, and I witnessed a guy readjusting his YOLO baseball cap, like you only live once, baseball cap for a solid five minutes and i couldn't help but to think to myself you're missing the point (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) oh god Uh, yeah yeah, very stupid uh (laughs) like it yeah and then another one is uh saying i'm sorry and i apologize means the same thing 
Unless you're at a funeral. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. I like that a lot. I'm it's sorry, very no, stupid. That, pretty great. dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very dumb. But yeah, those are just that's funny. Dumb, fun, uh, old stand-up jokes. I like yeah. it. I love puns as well. They're my favorite, especially when people are like, oh, that's so groan-worthy and that's so terrible. I'm like, that's why it's so good. That's why I love it. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. my absolute favorite. Well, uh, Corey, this has been a blast. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, where can uh, yeah, people uh, meet you on the, or see you on the, the social medias and, uh, and uh, Comedy Bar as well? Yeah, yeah. So when Comedy Bar opens, hopefully the last Friday of every month. But until then, if you follow uh, at good news comedy on all the socials uh yeah we're on instagram twitter tiktok even oh. uh which is it's wild yeah i've gotten like like thousands of views on some of my tiktoks uh so it's it's so strange it's a weird thing to even say into words uh <laughs> or or good news uh toronto the show on facebook yeah and we we perform the last friday of every month we got one coming up uh this Friday, the 26th at 9 p.m. All the details will be on our Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So you can sign up. You can also be in the, the Zoom room with us and, and participate if you choose. If not, you don't have to. But because I, I know some people are very leery about uh, coming up on quote unquote stage or like turning on their cameras during it. Hmm. But but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, we just uh, have a good time uh, roasting the news and you know, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, we thought there'd be nothing left after Trump uh, was out of office, but turns out Ontario is its own disaster. So, yeah, they, ain't that the truth? And yeah, people can also follow you on uh, Instagram, Twitter at Corey Birch, K O R R I B I R C H. So, uh, yeah, thank that's you so correct. much. Uh, this that's has been uh, yeah. it's been a blast, my friend. That was tons of fun chatting with Corey Birch. Hopefully, things will open up soon, and people can see his Good News Toronto show at Comedy Bar in person the last Friday of every month. In lieu of that, you can watch it online. I've done so, and it's a blast watching him and his cast of characters. They're absolutely hilarious. Really interesting hearing about his life as a comedian and how he got to where he is now. And as the kids would say, I'm here for the Larry David love and also the Jay Leno scorn. I also appreciate his courtesy laughter for my lame toast joke at my uncle's wedding. As I mentioned, you can follow him at Corey Birch. That's K-O-R-R-I. B-I-R-C-H on Twitter and Instagram and at Good News Comedy on Instagram along with at Comedy Bar T-O. Thank you for listening to episode 59 of the H-Dog Pod. Bang! This has been the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Bang! 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 Bing! Oh, baby! <laughs> Did you get that on audio?